guys. Welcome to the Let Me Call You Back podcast. This comedy podcast features Declan Brooks, my brother, and an aspiring stand-up comedian on our weekly phone calls. We talk daily happenings of life, ludicrous news, and comical interactions with others while out and about in the world. Please enjoy. You have reached the Stockton Arena. If you know your party's extension, you may dial it at any time. Maybe call nine. Stockton Arena, come on, I may help you. Hey, pal, I just have a. I'm, I'm here with my family right now, and I just have a question. I'm here at the Seoul Mexico show. I got kind of locked outside, and I'm, I just need a little bit of advice here because kids won't stop freaking whining, so I stepped out to smoke a cigarette. Question, what is this show that we're watching? Where, where are you at? You're at the Bapo Theater? Yeah, we're watching the the mariachi show. and Yeah, it's a mariachi band show. Yeah, so was there supposed to be, like, food and shit? Like, my wife made this whole plan. She said she wanted to go to a theater, and I just... I came here with uh, her, but no, there's no food. food. They do They do popcorn and drinks. They don't do food anymore. If I bring tacos in with me, is that okay? Uh, they, they wouldn't let you. There there should be. Where did you step outside at? So I'm on Main Street right now, and I'm just getting away from okay, these. I'm getting away from her you, and these kids. Are you I can't, in, can't take them anymore. No, I'm man. saying, are you at the front door? No, I'm on like this side. I found like an emergency exit and just stepped out. And I'm, sm- I'm like... I guess I go back up to the front door. Yeah, if I went to the front door, where can I find a taco yeah, from you, there? If you go back to the if, if you go back to the front door, they should tell you what you can and can't bring in. All right, it should uh, be a sign right there. Are they gonna Are you gonna make me put my cigarette out if I go in with it? Yeah, there's no. It's a non-smoking facility. Dude, the intimidator would be so fucking mad at this bullshit. I, this shit ain't like this in Shreveport, Louisiana, man. I fuck it. I just thank you. I appreciate your information. I just I just need to know if I could bring a tortilla in for this fucking hog of a woman I got in uh, there, man. They, they won't let you because there's no outside food or drinks in the facility. No, I understand like, that. From outside. I understand that now. Bob Hope. There's always, there's um there's like a restaurant right there around the corner. I don't know if it's open. I hope it's so. It's like a Mexican restaurant. This is a ridiculous Father's Day. I hope it's open, man. I'm just going to leave them in there and go eat. <laughs> Uh, is it good food? Yeah, it's like th- on the corner. There's like a there's like a store right there on the corner, and then like where Market Street is, uh-huh. there's a store right there on the corner, and then the Mexican restaurant is right next door to the store. I see what you're talking about. I'm looking at it right now. I'm just I'm gonna put this heater out and just <laughs> I'm leaving them in there, man. Yeah. How so long? I, how I long you know, think? Yeah, I don't even know if it's open or anything. How long do you think I got until this show's over? If I just don't come back for a while? Oh, I'm not. I'm not even for sure. I know <sighs> it, it. If everybody, the doors opened at three. I know it don't start until four. The show may not start until four thirty-five ish. I'm gonna show face. See if she needs a cigarette. Bring her. I'm gonna wheel her. Dude, she's a big and I can't even believe we got her in the door, but I'm gonna wheel her out. We're gonna smoke a cigarette. And I'm gonna leave her in there. So <laughs> I appreciate you, brother. Raise hail, praise Dale. Yeah, no Happy problem. Father's Day. Thank you for the information. Happy Father's Day to you as well. Yep. All right, no problem. Yep, have a good day. Bye. <laughs> there was so much more he could have said. I know, man. It's just so hard to keep going on it. I he 
Dude, it's so funny when you don't expect how people are going to listen on this, like, like on a prank call or with how they're going to work. He was so nice. He seemed like he knew what was going on, but he still gave me direction. I don't think so. Uh, he laughed at one point. He laughed. It might have just been the things I was saying, man. I had to wheel her outside. Get her a heater and just leave her. Get her a heater. <laughs> he didn't say anything. He's like, is the, food, is the food good or not? <laughs> I took the phone. I should probably go in and show faces. <laughs> yeah. That's ridiculous. <laughs> do, you, do you like where I hit him with a... Uh. <laughs> Get on the mic. I hit him with a hard... Uh. <laughs> you guys heard it. Welcome back, guys. It's the Father's Day episode. Dude. I am in pain right now. <laughs> Dude, I'm in pain just because it's been a long week, long day. If I could be laying down right now, I would. Man, I wish this mic stand was longer and heavier so I could <laughs> assume the prone position for this episode, man. We we went out, went down to FDR Park in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania today to experience the Southeast Market together. The Southeast Asian Market. Yeah, Raymond. We went out today and we hung out. We uh, had a, a nice Father's Day together with me and my brother and my boy and Christina. We uh, went down to the Southeast Asian market, sampled more meats on sticks, just like we had talked about on the last episode. Yeah. What do you think, Raymond? It's fucking phenomenal. <laughs> Did you love that place? Yeah, it was insane. You'd go there every weekend if you could, wouldn't yes. you? I would. They don't have that shit in Baltimore. Dude, Philly, the metropolitan cities and everything like that, you know, they, don't, they have their own things going on. And one of those things is the market setting. It's always been a thing that's popular in these places. And yeah. man, how stupid did you feel when I said, yeah, man, I, hasn't this place only been here like four or five years when I said that to the guy? And he's like, actually, it's been 40 years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't think the whites knew about it till yeah. about three or four years ago. Yeah. They didn't let the whites know about the Southeast Asian market and FDR Park. So now we're letting all the whites know right now. All the white people that listen to our episode. Hey, guys, other whites, they got meats and cheese and sticks with chicken on it down at the FDR Park on Saturdays and Sundays. Man, oh, it's so good, dude. One thing I'm going to absolutely recommend that everybody try here is the stuffed chicken wing down there at FDR Park, man. I don't know what the fuck they're stuffing in them. Dude, I didn't know what we were getting into. Fucking. <laughs> Daisy. <laughs> dog won't get out of my way. Fucking dogs right up Raymond's ass, just like a fucking rock. Um, Dude, these chicken wings, I. I thought, I mean, I honestly thought I was bringing you like to us. When I saw stuffed wing, I thought it was just like a chicken wing that they maybe put like butter and herbs and maybe like some cheese in there. You described to the guy, you're like, I thought they were like injecting the motherfucker. <laughs> I, I thought they were, dude. There's, they have things for like doing that now. People do that with, I've seen that exact method before. The syringe? There's like, yeah, the meat syringe when you got to get yeah. meats in you. But I am. Um, you just get hit right in the chest with it dude, on the heart. I, you know, if anybody that listens to this happens to be Cambodian or Laos or from, like, you know, from those areas Thai. in Thai, if you know these things and you, they're a part of your uh, your food and your culture, holy shit, man, this stuff is amazing. We we got these chicken wings, and it's called a stuffed chicken wing, and for all the fats listening, it's going to really blow your fucking mind when I talk about it. They take the flat, all right, the best part of the chicken. Am I right? Yes. I love the flats, man. It's the best part, dude. I used to be a drum guy. Now that I've, you know, uh, like sped up the process and have tried to get wings into me faster, flats just seem like, you know, the one that makes more sense. So, you know, the move where you just grab, you the pinch end, the bottom, push it on the table, 
No, you just put it in your mouth oh, and yeah. slide it out clean. I was doing that for a long time, but the problem with that is, is that the middle meat gets caught. So what I've developed, not developed, I saw a reel. Somebody was like, hey, other fats, listen. And they took a thing where you take the bottom of the chicken wing, you pinch it at the bottom, and then you push it on the plate. And when you use your fingers to do that, it pushes all the middle meat out. It's still on the bone. Damn. You dip it and do the same thing. Freeze the meat from the bone. I'm changing fucking lives over here. So. <laughs> Um, I didn't know what we were getting into. It looked like it was just a flat, right? You Dude. thought it was just a flat with some shit in it, right? My shoes and socks were blown completely off of my body. I turned around, slapped the first woman <laughs> I saw. I said, lady, fuck you. <laughs> Try this shit. Um, Dude, you know, you're sitting there looking at it, and it looks like it's bones with something in there under the skin. All right? You're picturing a chicken wing with, like, maybe some herbs and shit. It is not that whatsoever. Yeah. Whatever these gosh dang... Are doing down there. That's so fucked up to say that. Bleep that one out. <laughs> Whatever these Asian people are doing down there with these chicken wings, man, they're taking the chicken wing, taking the bones out of the chicken wing, taking the meat out of the chicken wing. Yeah, but wing. it's out of a small incision on the side of the yeah. wing. Chinese surgery. Yeah, they're doing okay? surgery on the chicken wing. Why do Chinese? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, <laughs> they uh dude i don't know how the fuck they did this raven but they do they they pull out the meat they put like glass noodles in yeah. lemongrass all this other bullshit they jam it back <laughs> it's like someone must like cut a slit in the side of this chicken wing like turn it skin inside out like fucking a murderer <laughs> pull all the meats and bones out and then put things back into the chicken like a little pocket yeah and then they grill it, and it looks like it's still a flat. Man, it is not. It's like you took the bones out of the chicken wing and made the chicken wing into a dumpling. Yeah. Oh it, is, it is the, the vessel. Dude, it's just the... <laughs> the wing is just the vessel for the noodle and dumpling. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. It's just like, if anybody has heard the... the <laughs> it's a... Is that Bob the, the Trash Man? What does he say? Uh, striper fishing, that guy, Bob the Trash Man. He's like a South Jersey... Um, folklore guy that's always like making videos where he's like i used to huck bunkers for 17 hours that guy oh yeah and he's like uh you ever use anise he's like anise yeah i use anise the bunker is just a vessel for the anise <laughs> <laughs> you know if you ask me i don't even think you need the bunker to chunk but the, it just it's it's a vessel for the anise you know what i'm saying man that that blew my fucking mind though what'd you think of the quail I know it was a little cold, but what did you think? It was really good. It I was mean, seasoned really well. Dude, it blew that. So my neighbors across the street, uh, Hannah and Chris, they're cool as shit. They accompanied us with their two children, and it seemed like it blew her mind. Oh, yeah. I couldn't tell if she was bullshitting or not, but it looked like it rocked her fucking socks. Chris, no, I think they had a good time. Yeah. I looked, They seemed like they had a lot of fun. We were just bringing other whites down to the Asian market. <laughs> Gotta stop saying that. Um, <laughs> whites? <laughs> we shouldn't keep saying whites over and over again. <laughs> As two whites? <laughs> we can. What? That's our word. No, our word is the R word. <laughs> me and Raymond are really fat. <laughs> no, it's just me. Are we... Tried all different types of like skewered meats like we did last time. We tried some sugar cane water or juice, whatever the hell it I was. I had porridge for the rest of the time, dude. Dude, Raymond had a rice porridge. It was fucking crazy. Never did I once ever think we were going to sit down and have porridge with a bunch of like Cambodian people in yeah. the middle of FDR Park in a tent. It was hot, dude. I was eating hot porridge under a tent. 
Then it was nuts. <laughs> Fucking top five moments of the year. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, it was fun. I love it, dude. We went down there, tried all this stuff. You know, Christina bought some mom pants. I'm about it. Yeah. I'm about it. Flowing pants. The My favorite part is that little thing we just mentioned here is sitting down at the table and doing the, the noodle place. Yeah. Mom-mom's, mamas and Papa's. That's what it was called. Mamas and Papa's noodles. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's just a fucking she's cooking whipping work their daughter's making rice balls the dad's just standing in the corner ripping heaters yeah, he's eating people catching a burnie right there he's like you want to sit down <laughs> you sit right here my family yeah. <laughs> ripping bugs the whole time yeah. just like one of the it's it's honest it's honestly so cool it's the like how cowboys used to rip cigarettes he rips it like a cowboy i would put it like oh, that yeah. it's in the corner of his mouth and he's like oh yeah i've made like 40 years of noodles <laughs> like that's what i feel like is happening he's like, my wife has cooked for 40 years i stand here every day yell at her <laughs> yeah it was fun it was a fucking good one man it was so and then when we we're sitting down there dude i didn't expect the guy to be like yeah i'm persian italian he's <laughs> lebanese italian that's what it was lebanese italian close enough um <laughs> Lebanese Italian and his obviously Cambodian wife or girlfriend, they're there with their daughter. So I'm sitting there, I'm like, dude, I've just started coming to here like last weekend. I've been wanting to come here for a long time. I've seen it popular for the past few years on the internet. I was like, it's only been here like five years, right? And they both like looked at each other at the same time and they're like, uh, it's actually been like forty years. The city didn't really want it going on. It was kind of like a thing where foreigners were just gathering in the park and grilling. <laughs> Sounded like the cops were breaking it up, maybe yeah. with fire hoses. Who knows? <laughs> and eventually they just stopped beating the people in the park. And they're like, you guys can make your meats. All right. Yeah. They basically made it legal and made it so you can sell spots to vendors. It seems like. Yeah, it sounds like they pretty much were like, why are we attacking these people? Why don't we just, you know, sell them <laughs> a fucking eight by eight square and take their money. Yeah. And then attack them when we say we can. <laughs> I hope it wasn't a violent thing for the past 40 years. How fucked up would that be? Dude, think of the food we just tried today. Yeah. And if they were set up down there and it was just like cops showing up like, oh, I'm making fucking chicken wings again, are we? <laughs> Boom. Yeah. You little bitch, this is my circle. <laughs> like, it's like, sorry, I just tried to make a living with my family. Dude, FDR <laughs> Park is an amazing park. Dude, it's such a cool place. I mean, like what Raymond was talking about, how... uh. It was designed by the same same civil builders and makers as the people that built a park by where he's at in Baltimore. And also, there's just a there was a group that was I forget it's called the Olmstead Brothers. So where were they? Who were they tasked by to do all the park building? Weren't they from like the fucking? They made hundreds of parks all over the country. Yeah, what president had them plan, do their plan though? Because they were it wasn't it the Teddy Roosevelt project that where he put like parks all over the country? No, I think Teddy Roosevelt did national parks. Maybe, yeah, so I might be wrong on it, but there was a project where, like, there were people building parks in cities and, and areas like this, and, like, they're the same people that built John Hines Park, I believe, in Tinicum and Essington, and uh, which is the United States' largest urban park in the country. The Olmsted Brothers Company was a landscape architectural firm in the United States established in 1898 by brothers John Charles Olmsted and Frederick Law Olmsted Jr. Let me ask you real quick. U-M-S-T-E-A-D? O-L-M-S-T-E-D. Okay. I was just curious. I work with an Olmsted, so I was curious. Their notable commissions include roadways in the Great Smoky Mountains, the Acadia National Parks, Yosemite Valley, Piedmont Park in Atlanta. You said National Central Park in New York, right? Central Park in New York City. Also, historic neighborhoods in Baltimore, a lot of shit. Multiple college campuses, including Duke, Brown, 
University of Maine, Huntington College, Denison University. It was a cool fucking park to go to. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. The guy told us it was been going on for 40 years, and this is actually a really cool thing that's happening right now. They cleared out a part of the park and are making it to an established overhead structure for outdoor vendors to do the Southeast Asian market. It's every actually week. where the skate park was, under 95. Yeah, the, he said over by the tennis, so oh, the, the, yeah, tennis, the courts. tennis courts were, yeah. So, but they're making a uh, a new structure to make it a more permanent thing because apparently, as it's gained like support over the years, now it's actually gotten funding and support from the city, and now the city has done like I think he said like a four or five million dollar project to build this thing and make it an established part of FDR Park. So that that's awesome, yeah. honestly, in my opinion. It was a it was an interesting one. It was a very fun one. We went down there, ate, and then we went home. We, dude, we did the best things you can in Philadelphia. Yeah. We went in a park, ate, drank in a park. Yeah, we had solo cups. We were pulling Miller High Lifes out of our baby stroller. The champagne of beers. <laughs> I was drinking uh, Miller champagne with my boy. Yeah. Let's get into it. So Let's talk about some shit. What do we got? You heard about Bam Margera recently? Dude. He's all fucked up again. I'm gonna tell you what you need. <laughs> that, that was the best theme song so, Bam Margera, Raymond, what he doing? He's going crazy again. What he be up to? So, there's a headline that just came out. It says, Bam Margera threatens to smoke crack until he's dead if his wife prevents him from seeing his son. That is such an aggressive threat, dude. He also blamed his drug ad- addiction on his, his mother, his girlfriend, and his father. This sucks, because I loved Bam Margera growing up, didn't you? 100%, yeah. Everybody loved Bam Margera growing up because he was the fucking antagonist of his home he represented being a rebel kid um but in reality he probably just fucking just did drugs too much when he was young yeah but how's he blaming his mom and dad for his drug addiction when he's like 40 years old oh because he never grew up yeah he got famous when he was young as a skater and everything and then (laughs) made his notoriety off of being you know a drug addict skater his whole entire life. I would like life. to imagine, like, Phil bullying him now, like like he bullied Phil. Come on, Bam. <laughs> Bam, come on. Bam, cut it out. Yeah, he's sitting on the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just Bam Margera's dad slapping him while he's doing crack. <laughs> Bam, dad, dad, stop. I'm fucking riding the wave right now. Get out of there. <laughs> and, like, he's not even in, he doesn't even look good anymore. He's fucking... I'm pretty sure he has a lazy eye. I think that was a, vi- a picture that somebody edited. But Don Vito did. He might He might have gotten the Vito eye. Don Vito's dead. I know. R.I.P. the Vites. R.I.P. that big cock. Dude, okay. he was close to death when he was on the show. What do <laughs> you was. mean? Didn't he die like while they were still making the show? No, he died in the past couple of years, I thought. Yeah, in a fucking like, Harley accident, right? <laughs> he fucking ripped his... <laughs> yeah, he, he, was, he was in a street race. <laughs> it was down in Monaco. <laughs> He died in 2015. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. I think it brought all the people back together. They're like, where were you when Don Vito died and Bam Margera was doing crack? He was also a child molester. Heard that. Yeah, I forgot about that. (laughs) Never mind. Un-R.I.P. Don Vito. Yeah. We don't stand for that. We're not about that. (laughs) Actually, go to Don Vito. He lives over in, he's probably buried over in Westchester somewhere. All right. Go find Don Vito's grave. Shit on his grave. He was a piece of shit, actually. On August 18, 2006, Margera was arrested at the Colorado Mills Mall in Lakewood, Colorado, on suspicion of inappropriately on suspicion of inappropriate on suspicion of inappropriately touching two 12-year-old girls. You just fucking went full dumbass <laughs> for a second. Raymond, Raymond said inappropriately. 
<laughs> I need another beer. That's the problem. Oh, yeah. Get one of those cocksuckers in you. Um, <laughs> it's so weird. I can't believe like every person that was popular in TV when we were younger all had like pedophile scandals or TV scandals, like bullshit like that. Like, dude, the fucking the, the guy from Subway, the Jared's Jared? dude. dude that is such a weird situation where he's like, yeah, so you want me to like, like the fucking, you want to pee, I'll pee on your daughter and you can watch while I molest her. What do you think? The woman's like, no. He's like, come on. I thought Jared was a child molester. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He he was, so oh, oh, the way he got caught, he was like, <laughs> the woman he was speaking to that got him caught who was recording his calls, she, he would just like call her. He was like, come on, what do you want me to do? Like, I'll pee on your daughter and molest her at the same time you can watch. She's like, Jared, no, stop. <laughs> He's like, come on, I'll only finger like five times. Like it's it was like some fucked up thing. Like it was like and the entire time it's he has no inkling or idea he's being recorded. Like he like she's just like, no, stop, but also keep going so I can hear what you're talking about. And like almost the way it seems is like it was presented like it was getting him off telling her about it because it must have been getting her off and we don't have to fucking keep this part in the episode because this is a weird story <laughs> but like uh yeah definitely delete this part i'm done talking about this fucking <laughs> so he sent like sexually explicit videos of children to the woman to the woman yeah, yeah. so at one point she's like jared stop he's like hold on come on check your email <laughs> hold on real quick check your email real quick. i mean how about the the dude from that 70s show which one Danny Masterson, the, the what, guy with the big bushy hair and the glasses. Oh, fucking, uh, what's his name? Danny Masterson played Hyde. I didn't really watch much of that. So yeah, yeah. there was Eric yeah, Hyde, Stephen Hyde. Yeah. So what did he do? Oh God, no. <laughs> he was the coolest dude. Please don't. He was found guilty on two of the three counts God. of rape in a retrial. It was four women. Dude, he was going hard. Yeah. They retried him of all four again. <laughs> he pled not guilty. So he hasn't been sentenced yet. Sentencing set for August 4th, 2023. He faces 30 years. He's going to go to jail. Yeah, he is. I'm surprised he was doing that stuff and not Fez. Fez? <laughs> hey, ladies, you want to touch the Fez's wiener? Fez <laughs> Dude, isn't he dead? Oh, what the hell is his name? Wilder Vanderama? player no yeah. wilmer valderrama <laughs> you're like is that a football player i'm like i was pretty fucking close wilder vamarama <laughs> see up to just researching every character from that 70s show now yeah you know what what the fuck is mila kunis doing <laughs> <laughs> fucking ashton kutcher that's what's up he's still in business wilder valderrama is yeah oh yeah dude he's incredibly hot now let's see pretty gay you say that <laughs> raymond looked at another man and was like he's pretty fucking hot and then turned the picture to me i didn't think he was that hot <laughs> raymond likes brown men apparently <laughs> don't show me like he's like, here look at this shirtless picture of him dude it looks great oh my god raymond i don't want to see these pantsless pictures get he's, out of here dude look at these dapper dapper <laughs> raymond likes browns oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man um I went out and did comedy this week. I uh, after I heard about the news of my buddy. When did we record Tuesday? Yeah. So I went out that night and did two places, and then I went out Wednesday night as well. Both places were fun. I mean, dude, some people are just fucking. They have too much power. I mean, I, and listen, this isn't me trashing the Philly scene. Different 
different scenes have their own things, different places do their own things. So I'm I'm used to this at this point. It's not that big of a deal. I've seen this all over the place now, but man, it's so corny when people control an open mic list. Like they know who the people are and they're going to make a show out of it. It's fucking corny. Like the grape room is an open mic. You send your name in through a fucking sign up list online and then they decide whether they're going to have you on the list that night. Who's controlling it? Two people. There's a guy. The guy Silas seems like a cool dude. I'm not too worried about him. But whoever he ends up like hosting with, like the last girl, Gabby, seemed to be pretty cool. But she just moved. I think she moved to fucking Austin. Everybody's moving to Austin now. It's the corniest <laughs> thing. But um, the other guy runs it, and he's a cool dude. He's like, <laughs> but he's like four foot eight and Irish as fuck. His name's Silas. He's Irish as fuck. Gets slammered. And his girl that's been helping him now is his girl. Man, did she suck. She was just not a good host. Really? She was responsible for, like, organizing the second half list of names. And she decided to make the list. And it was a bunch of random nobodies. You would use some common sense in, in like, splitting up the people, putting different names after people. She put, like, 12 people in a row with some version of Sean, Chris, or Michael, Mick, something like. <laughs> O'Brien. Mc, O'Brien, McFinnigan, O. Oh, Hennessy, Shea Shanagi, like some bull. <laughs> it's just a bunch of, I, she's like, and she like made a joke after it. She's like, all right, to continue the Irish part of our, our open mic, like, hey, how about somebody that's not the same white Irish dude over and over again? <laughs> you apparently know this list that you're making up. How about we just, and I'm a white Irish dude. But were like, you, I was going to say, were you in the middle of that? No, I was the second to last comic that night for no reason. Really? And I was about to be the last comic for some reason. And when the guy Silas noticed I was about to be last, he's like, yo, put him up second to last before you put him up last. It's kind of weird, but like, it, long story short, that bitch sucks. <laughs> <Yeah>. I, <laughs> I had fun, but you can't, it's at that point in the night, you've seen, like, this is the other thing. It's like a 40 person mic. There's like crazy amounts of people. There's an intermission and a switch to a second and a half host. Hmm. The main thing I hate about this shit is it develops this like lazy culture. And if you know the person and you signed up online or you sent a text to them to put them on your list because you know them, they show up whatever time they want. Yeah. I sign up online. I show up on time for it. And I sit there until fucking 12 o'clock to get up. So people just pop in when they're on the, when they're scheduled. Pop, yeah, apparent, but they don't know they're scheduled. They just pop in and they apparently just get put on. Now, yeah, there's funny people. That makes sense. But maybe save some funny people for the second half so the second half isn't a terrible fucking show because the second half just continues to empty out, empty out, empty out. Every time suck? I've been there. It, it, yeah, when you have shit. When there's a couple, when there's only a couple people in a bar and it's only shitty comedians talking, it sucks. Yeah. When there's a mixture of people and occasionally someone does bad, it's not that bad. But when it's eight people in a row fucking suck, yeah, that's boring. Yeah, and then God, God forbid you're someone on the last like five to ten of that list, and you're good. You know, you have you have the ear of the people that are you know actual people that listen instead of just showing up, telling their jokes, and leaving. Which, by all means, dude, I don't care if you sit there and watch my set. It's something people will talk about in comedy. They're like, "Oh man, you know that guy just shows up, doesn't listen to anybody's set." Go fuck yourself. I don't care. You, I don't need to hear your set. That's like a, a thing. It's a normal cliche of open mics, like. 
oh, you know, that guy so-and-so doesn't listen to, ep- to sets. He's been doing comedy for four years, and he fucking hates all of you. Yeah. I don't think he needs to listen to your set. Yeah. The times that he does, count yourself lucky. Like the, that's the best way I'll put it. And, like, again, I'm no one special, but I also, a lot of times, will stick around and listen to most people's sets. Yeah. So, Were any of the guys there, like the Philly dudes? Yeah, but the thing is, is, like, you see all them going the first half and early on, and it's because I haven't been to this place a lot, but they go... And then I'm sitting there for an hour and a half waiting until I can go over to the next mic where everybody's already at. Yeah. And it's, I'm on the list with like, this girl wanted to try comedy this week. She's never done it before. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? They let anybody really? They'll do shit like that. Yeah. yeah. That's the other side of this too. They'll have a paper sign up list, but they say it's only online. And you get there and they're like, oh yeah, just show up and we'll sign you up and put you on the list. Hmm. So then people do that. And for some reason, it seems to bump the people that signed up online. Weird. Oh, it's so corny, man. The other mic I go to, Two Street in Philly a lot. You know, they'll do that sometimes when it's a pop at night. But a lot of times, you know, you sign up on a list and they know a couple people are coming. They make the show up, but they don't really fuck you on the on the schedule, on the timing. Yeah. But I've also been fortunate of this before, too. You know, I have done well in certain rooms where, like, say, for instance, Two Street. I walk in after doing a set somewhere else, trying it, and I get there, and the guys know I've done good in there enough. I'm like, hey, I can I get on pretty quick because I have the baby at home? Because I'll use that to my benefit. And they'll get me on, put me right in, let me get out. Yeah. Because it also might be like a dead moment. They're like, do you want to go next? And I'm like, yeah, I'll go up there and say silly shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not the best comic, but like, I know my place right now. I'm already doing jokes. I mean, I like opening. It's one of my favorite things to do right now is cracking the whip. But it's it's interesting, dude. Philly, so there's two things that, go, that are parallels. New York has a very similar snobby environment. Philadelphia has a very similar snobby environment. The main difference is that New York charges you for open mics. Charge you to go on an open mic? You get, you get to the open mic and they're like, okay, sign up and I need your $5. Why? What is that going through? Who's getting paid? It's because most comedians, you know... Not everybody is a drinker. Some people are homeless. Some people are coming from all walks of life. Um, comedians are inherently cheap. So in New York, because of what type of place that place is, it must have started one night and the next person did it and then everybody in town did it and then they've done it ever since. Because mm. like it's, you know, there's some mics you can go to that, that are free occasionally, but a lot of times, and like not all mics are, are pay to go, but it's like once you're there long enough, you know where to go that isn't pay, but like, some of the mics that you want to exposure at at certain places, it's $5 and a two drink minimum or one or the other. Yeah. And they keep tabs of it. Like, hey, did everybody buy their two drinks? It's fucking weird. Philly doesn't have that. What it has is people running the mics in the rooms. Yeah. Which I think it's it's a cripple um, for a, an environment for comedy because it's like you're using a gatekeeper's mentality. Yeah. But as, again, no one's holding me back. I'm not being held back by anything. I'm just, yeah. it's the outside looking in. The, the cool thing about what I do, and like this is like the somber note conversation right now, but like I've been traveling all over the place this, this year and I was doing that anyway for work, but now I'm doing it and doing comedy at the same time. And the, the variety in the scenes is cool. The direct parallels are just easy to spot. I mean, yeah. the drama, the exact same thing people complain about all the time. You know, like, why I'm not getting booked and why they don't like this person. And I think that guy stole that joke. Like, who the fuck cares, dude? Yeah. None of us are going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, no one, 
is ever going to walk into the bar and be like, Jesus Christ, dude, we should have this guy sell at a stadium. (laughs) Unless you're really like working hard, doing that stuff, then getting shows, doing comedy shows, then working. It seems like it's a thing you have to just fucking really sell all out to, to get popular. But I could be wrong. There are people that are just the anomalies, but it has been an interesting one. The city, uh, the city was a fun one to do some comedy with this week. I saw Lamar and all the Philly guys and all them and, it was a good week, man. Like I said, I did the Grape Room. I did Two Street. Then I did Bar 13. What is that? I've never heard you talking about that one. That's in Delaware. It's 15 minutes away from here in Claymont. And that one was cool. Um, I told a trans joke. <laughs> Whatever. Well. So, like, this was a, this was actually like a place that advertised itself as being a very, like, trans-friendly, uh, like, pride-friendly bar. Yeah. LG um, Barbecue Allies. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> LGBTQ allies. And uh, the first two people that went were both trans. And the, the one girl, like, her jokes just weren't fun. I guess she's a girl. I, I don't know what she identifies as. I just, re- I just honestly just said that. But it was like a M to F situation, a male to female situation. And they were telling their jokes. And the stories made sense. They just weren't funny stories. Yeah. And every story was about being trans. So, like, not only were they not that funny, it made everybody uncomfortable. <laughs> so, like, I uh, I ended my set that night just like, hey, I want to try. The second to last joke didn't seem to do as well as I wanted it to. And I'm like, hey, I'm going to try one more thing. I got, like, 30 seconds left. And I, I was just like, hey. So, like, I just want to address the something in the room here. First off, happy Pride Month. I, I like using that. Yeah. It makes people go, like, what the fuck is this guy about to say? <laughs> and uh, I'm like, you know, I, I'm 28. I grew up in, like, the early 2000s, obviously. and like. You know, they didn't tell you what transgender people were going to look like in the future. The assumption was that it was a man that wanted to be a woman or a woman that wanted to be a man. And in both cases, whatever they're choosing to be, they look like what they choose to be, correct? Yeah. All right. I was like, there's nothing that prepared me for people that look like Luke Combs with long hair, acrylic nails, and talk like a sassy black girl. And I'm all cool with that. No problem with that. I'm all down with how you feel and what you want to look like. But you're my pharmacist. (laughs) And every time I walk in this pharmacy, you give me fucking attitude. I don't know what you're talking about and what you're saying. And I'm not mad at you because you're trans. I just don't know how to fuck to read you, pal. Happy Pride Month. That's exactly how I told that joke. And it went so well. (laughs) That's pretty funny. (laughs) And... When I told it, I looked right at the trans dude, and he was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, as soon as I said it, I was like, but that's my pharmacist. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, dude, it was, it was pretty funny. Oh, More man. trans jokes in your repertoire. Yeah, dude, I was, I was trying to tell a chode joke. That was, a, that was one of the favorite words that Ryan Rosario would use, and all my buddies knew I was going out for comedy that night. They're like, dude, tell a chode joke. That's all I got from my buddies. <laughs> Go out and tell somebody they got a chode. <laughs> no way. That's what they're saying. Because that's what, yeah, that's what they think comedy is. Go out, just tell a guy he's got a chewed. That's what they were saying. <laughs> so, my, uh, Ryan Rosario used to say, he would literally come up to anybody in the group. It didn't mean if you're fat, skinny, whatever. He would look up, he'd walk up to you just like slowly and just be like, I bet you got a fucking chewed, don't you? <laughs> just sneak up on you and hit it with you. If you don't know what a chode is, it's a, a short wiener that's, that's wider than it is tall. It's an right. Irish Italian dick. <laughs> yeah, it's the Irish thumb. Um, <laughs> Dude, I, I, I just couldn't, my buddy asked me, did you say chode joke? I'm like, when the fuck was I going to say chode to these people? <laughs> it would have been really funny if I ended the trans joke like, and I bet he's got a chode, and just like walked off the stage. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> That's the tag I needed. <laughs> and I bet he's got a chode. You just walk up the stage. <laughs> Standing ovation. <laughs> chode, chode, chode. Chode, chode, chode. <laughs> We need more chance. That's what we need. <laughs> oh, dude. I've had like a silly week. The next anomaly that happened the next couple nights later. <laughs> my neighbors across the street. Cool people. Love them, I said. Uh, their kids are in my front yard, just like sitting in the grass. Like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Why are you, why are you guys in my yard? <laughs> you go out and just fucking yell at them. I, I, dude, I'm trying not to do this to people, but like, <laughs> it's and it's just like you go outside uh, as you're just ripping your pants up high over your tits. <laughs> I must have, I must have established myself as friendly to these people because like every time I walk out there, I just you ever seen the videos of the guy? It's like a, a sound on TikTok or real now, but it's like. A dog's not on a leash, and there's a dog that's on a leash, and the sound in the background's like, not friendly, not friendly. <laughs> it's just a soundtrack <laughs> that they put over this exact situation in, like, dog videos now. So, like, I just want to walk out the door, like, not friendly, <laughs> not friendly. <laughs> but um, the kids are just sitting in the middle of my yard in their pajamas. I'm like, what the fuck is going on right now? And they're like, they're looking for the, I was like, hey, Hannah, what's going on? She's like, oh, they're looking for the bird. The bird, there's a bird in your yard. I'm like, where? She's like, right there. I'm like, where? <laughs> oh, you mean this one? You stomp oh, this on one. it? Yeah, I, was, I was getting ready to pretty much do that. She said, I'm like, I'm picturing a baby bird. Fucking pigeon. A fucking pigeon that yeah. looked like it was full grown. An air rat. Yeah. A goddamn fucking air marsupial. <laughs> a goddamn, what the would you call those? The raccoons of the sky. All right. Let's yeah. call them the raccoons of the sky. All right. This motherfucker must have flown into a window because he's a dumb son of a bitch. And he clipped a wing. All right. He's been walking around the neighborhood like fucking the meth head that lives in your town for a week. All right. He showed up in my yard and the kids across the street wasn't been playing and they're like, injured animal, we have to go help it. So like <laughs> Hannah's like, Yeah, they were trying to get some food to bring him back to our yard, but they were gonna take care of him. But we we figured that and like they're looking at me with a wink, like, we figured they could just, you know, leave them some food and he'll be fine. I'm like, Yeah, totally. So <laughs> I pretty much was like, yeah, let me see where the bird's at. And I'm like looking around. the pond. Like, yeah, can they put the food there? I'm like, yeah, totally. Hold on. Let me just see. And I'm looking for the bird. And I'm like putting my hand. I'm like, get the fuck out of this bush. <laughs> You're fucking the, pushing him out. I'm like, get the fuck out of my bush, you goddamn bird. <laughs> so. <laughs> you just kick him into no man's land. She's like, oh, yeah, look. he's." Uh, um, you got a rake. She's like, yeah. <laughs> She's like, yeah, he's right there. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, no, I think I see him. I'm just like fucking hitting him out of the bush. She's like, yeah, he looks all right. And I grab, I literally grab, like, him a little toss, and he glides and just like hits the ground, like, right, like one arm just fucked up, like Family Guy. <laughs> fucking, so I released. Him. So this fucker's got one good wing, one bad wing, and when I released him, he took a walk into my backyard. So now this crazy train's leaving the front yard and it's now walking to the side of my house. I have no control over these children at this point. There's three children in my backyard now trying to rescue a bird near my trash cans. <laughs> Hannah, and Chris, Hannah and Chris are just having a conversation with me completely normal. And I'm like, I, where the fuck? Is, I, we're back there. They have a, a plate full of bread. They broke up into small pieces soaked in milk. And they're walking around like, where is he? Like, uh, so... <laughs> they're like in my driveway 
And I'm just having a completely different conversation at this point because the kids are just like looking under things in the trash can. I'm like, yeah, knock yourself out. I don't give a fuck what these kids do right now. And then eventually I'm like, hey, where is this fucking bird? And I'm like, I think he's right there. And he's like under a tarp. And I'm like, yeah, holding, get the fuck out. He's holding Christina at gunpoint. So this is actually where Christina and the bird come into intertwine now. It's actually pretty funny. She's at work. I leave this bullshit. I have to go. I'm going to a funeral. I have the baby loaded up. I'm like, all right, so yeah, don't go by the front door because the dog's going to lose their fucking shit. Other than that, have fun with that bird. I left them in the driveway. I leave, and they're like, yeah, we're going to get out of here, too. And they put a plate of bread on the ground, and uh, <laughs> I leave. I tell Christina, hey, call me when you get the chance, and she never calls me. So I'm like, at this funeral, we talk later and everything, and I get over to the, uh, I went to a funeral, and then I had to take the baby over to a baby shower where she was at. And I was like, hey, by the way, did you see a bird in the driveway? She's like, what fucking bird? I'm like, I think it's a pigeon. She's like, yeah, so I didn't know anything about a bird, but when I walked in the house, there was a pigeon in our backyard drinking from the water bowl and bathing in it. (laughs) She's like, and I looked at him, and he pretty much just gave me a dirty look, and I went in the house. (laughs) Keep it moving, bitch. That's I was like, pretty. she was like that. She's like, there's a bird in the backyard, like, yeah, keep walking. (laughs) Keep walking, toots. (laughs) She was like, I just didn't even have time to fucking deal with the bird hanging out in our fucking dog food water. Like, the dog water bowl so she's like uh, she's like, i just didn't know what, uh, what was up with him she's like <laughs> i was like yeah that's our it's our pet he's bird other, he's got other pigeons out there he's like you see this fucking broad <laughs> you see this fucking place we can make a nice backyard out of this it's fucking nice it's fucking nice Man, this is real nice call a couple of broads over here let them watch let them watch <laughs> doing a show here ladies hey yo bird show peeps <laughs> You should have fucking Italian pigeons in the backyard. <laughs> I wish. Oh, the fucking stood out of this guy. God damn. <laughs> My mother would be so fucking disgraced, you cacksucker. <laughs> Guys, I'm just trying to take the dogs out. It's actually just Sebastian Maniscalco. Yeah. <laughs> Sebastian Maniscalco. <laughs> He's like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you choose. <laughs> <laughs> I either eat your fucking bird seed or I drink your water. You choose. Yeah. You choose. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> That's like part of the bullshit going on. I'm like, yeah, by the way, there's a fucking bird living in our yard now. <laughs> She's like, yeah, the one that growled at me when I went in the house. Yeah, I saw him. <laughs> he fucking hit me. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything, but he hit me. <laughs> yeah, dude, that happened. I got a flight to Michigan to marry. Gotta go out there to Annie Arbery, teach some classes. <laughs> been a crazy week. I need to cut together you saying it's been a crazy week. I say it all the you time. Say it it's been a crazy of week. Times. It's been a crazy week. Yeah. <laughs> I told you it's been a crazy week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I tell you how crazy my week was. <laughs> I tell you how fucking crazy this one was. Don't you love, by the way, if I get upset about something, Christina gets <laughs> extra level upset about something. I'm. <laughs> When we were leaving the fucking event, I was like, oh, this fucker blocked us in. I should key their car. And she's like, yeah, you fucking should. <laughs> like, she's she's actually fucking. not. She's outside the car. She's smashing. She's slashing the tires. She's like, yeah, I slashed his fucking tires. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that. It's like a, it's like a common like woman, woman thing. They always talk about either how they like don't get as upset as you or like get as upset as you or like get less upset. So like. 
it's always just like an extreme. You're like, yeah, yeah, fuck those guys. You're like, yeah, and we should kill their family. <laughs> like, whoa, hon, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> no, we got kind of blocked in, in the parking lot today, and Christina was ready to raise hell for Dale. Yeah. What else we got this week, dude? We've been fucking living our lives, dude. I fucking... <sighs> I knew there was something else. Have you been reading? No. Can't don't read? Even, can't even fucking read. Yeah, I knew that. No, I can read. I, I just don't read the things you think I read. <laughs> recipes. <laughs> That's what you're reading? Lots of recipes. <laughs> Got a sweet recipe for a, a briar bread. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. Have you been reading? I have. What, the back of the conditioner while you're whacking it? In the <laughs> <laughs> it's the pigeons talking, man. I'm sorry. These fucking pigeons are stuck in my head. <laughs> Keep walking. <laughs> hey, yo, hon, you look pretty tight. <laughs> Better turn around, come and watch. <laughs> you see this broad? <laughs> Bird talk. Um, we saw the ninety-five collapse. What was what happened with the ninety-five collapse? A tanker, um, caught on fire and exploded under the overpass. As it was going under the overpass? No, it was like parked there. Dude, it looks like inside. It looks like an inside. It's job. an inside job. It's like so comically looking like an inside job. It's not a job. It's not even funny. Like people keep saying it. <laughs> I honestly don't even care enough to look it up. Yeah, I look, don't even care if it's an inside job. Like, <laughs> no way. No way. Dude, Conor McGregor is getting. Did you see him knock out that mascot? He knocked out a mascot, attacked somebody, and then got accused of sexually assaulting a woman at the game. Four at the of- same, pl- yeah. This was in the bathroom after he knocked out the mask. <laughs> I want to get some ass. <laughs> he just said like a Dude, fucking a leprechaun. Dog. Fuck. Fuck that fucking mascot. <laughs> <laughs> Have you done any karaoke recently? Dude, I wish. I've been really, really missing it. Uh, Have you? No. What, ha- what happened in your week this week? Have you met any ladies? No. Mm, govern. <laughs> he met up with probably five ladies. No, I do not. That, was, that means that there was at least three. I get no girls. And two of them listen. You know that. I see a mouse. <laughs> Stop. Are you kidding me? Yeah, he's just in the kitchen. Of course there's a fire. I hate this fucking place, dude. <laughs> dude, there, I, I can't set enough traps. Really? Yeah, I mean, like, they just know. They're smart, man. Mice are smart. They're just like. Oh, there he is. Like, oop, guess I'm not going that just way anymore. Out. Just looking at you? Just standing there. Sneak up. Not going to get him. Fuck, I'm not, dude. Distract him, Raymond. Tell him a joke. He's by the counter. All right, hold on. Stay over there. I'm going to assassinate this mouse <laughs> while we're on this episode. You see him? <laughs> Do you get that, cocksucker? Why don't they eat the fucking traps? <laughs> eat. Dude, can I tell you how comically accurate Tom and Jerry was? <laughs> like, it's ridiculous how fucking smart mice are. You need a cat. That's what you do. I know. I have two dogs. <laughs> you want to get a cat? You get now? a nice kitty. Yeah. I've been saying that for years. <laughs> Trying to get a nice kitty for years. No, I've said I want a cat for a while. She doesn't want it to be a cat dog household. I don't like their houses are big enough. Yeah, that too. They stink. And they're just rude. <laughs> oh, yeah. I picked up some hoagie dip with you. Yeah. You think it's going to be good? So I tasted it. Oh, no. It's good. It's but different. it doesn't have all of the, the fixings in it. I was thinking about dicing some fresh vegetables and mixing it in there. I would. Think? Yeah. I mean, it's just the meat. I haven't tasted it yet, but it didn't look right. Yeah. It's there's something weird about it. Do you think it was ground like a grinder? I I don't know. A meat grinder? Could have been. We'll see. 
We'll see. Um, listen, I think we're going to have to wrap it up here. Got any plugs? <laughs> um, I will be in Baltimore, Maryland for... Fucking ever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm never fucking leaving. <laughs> yeah. You know, next week's my birthday, 29th. Yes. What day of the week? Thursday. Thursday. Gonna get weird. So that um, means we're going to be releasing an episode on your birthday. Yeah. Should we do a live stream, get drunk on Wednesday night before, <laughs> and then just fucking put it up hard? Yeah. Yeah, so that's what you guys are hearing. <laughs> no, um, my birthday's next week. It'll probably be a pretty funny episode next week. I gotta go to Michigan this week. I have to do uh, a training for work. I'll probably be out there trying some Detroit comedy, all that type of stuff, trying to get into the Michigan. Dirty D. I'll come home to my boy on the weekend. <coughs> Jesus Christ, Raymond's just been cramming my high life. <coughs> that is it, guys. That's the end of the episode, episode 32. Another crazy week. <laughs> that was crazy. Dude, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. um, if you can, give us a call or leave us a message at our phone number at 215-360-3451. Follow us both on Instagram. Dequan is at Dequan Loves Meatballs. You can find me at Ray underscore Brooks, B-R-O-O-X. And also follow the show at 555 Let Me Call You Back. And that is everything, Dequan. See you guys next week. Thank you very much. Happy Father's Day to all those fathers out there that are and aren't supporting their kids. Um, if you're out in San Diego with your fat hog of a wife, there's a pretty good taco place across from the Bob Hope Theater. <laughs> 424 so, uh, East Main Street. <laughs> yeah, 424 East Main Street. Across the street, there's a little store. There's a taco place next to them. The guy hadn't tried them, but they're pretty good. I, yeah. so, I think that's it. Um, have a good week, all. See ya. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. We would really appreciate the support. Find us on Instagram at 555-LET-ME-CALL-YOU-BACK and on Facebook at the Let Me Call You Back Podcast. You can find comedian Declan Brooks on Instagram at Declan Loves Meatballs. See you next time.